You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Make sure to download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. I'm on social media at egiddings10. Mark is on social at Mark Grandy, Mark of the C, Grandy with an I. Well, that takes us to our next conversation, Mark, and it unfortunately seems to be kind of a running theme throughout this season, but just the sheer amount of bodies, um, or pardon me, that uh, that the 49ers do and don't have, and, and maybe that affects, pardon me, I wasn't sure, I was I was playing off script, pardon me, Mark, and I did not do a good job of this. This is where we do want to go next, um, and maybe actually that is appropriate considering I was I was off script and I did not perform well because Kyle Shanahan <laughs> has been accused of that this season in multiple ways, um, and one of the reasons perhaps being he mentioned yesterday in one of his, his weekly interviews the fact that there's been kind of a, a recalibration period specifically with Jimmy Garoppolo. And when asked if, you know, that was sort of necessary because obviously Jimmy wasn't involved in training camp, wasn't involved in OTAs, uh, Kyle, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan responded, quote, oh, yeah, like big time. I mean, it's not always about the play callers getting the credit. He, he did take onus for the play calling being bad and deserving it. But, you know, essentially saying the time where you get to recalibrate is in training camp and Jimmy simply didn't have that. So that's what he was doing in week two prior to the Denver game, which ironically turned out to be one of the worst offensive performances we've ever seen. But I did think that that was interesting considering Jimmy Garoppolo has been a part of the system for a long time. And Jimmy even sort of hinted at it too, Mark, the fact that, look, you know, there's some new plays. It's taken me a while to get going. I don't know how much I do or don't believe that, but after two straight losses, and of course this last one against the Chiefs being one where you were manhandled, uh, I just I thought his comments were were kind of curious, and I wasn't exactly sure why he mentioned that now as opposed to maybe earlier. Yeah, I think it is interesting, and I mean he's always I think pretty measured with what he says publicly. I mean, you know, this was a public interview. Um, it wasn't at the, you know, in front of the Niners media down in, in Santa Clara. Um, but it was a public interview for everyone to hear. I think if it, if he said this, you know, say week three after the Broncos loss, everyone would have, you know, jumped on his case and said, well, this sounds like a terrible excuse. Uh, you know, this is a guy who's been your quarterback in years past. Like, why are you, why are you coming out and saying this? Like, just, just get it, get it right. But now um, that it does make more sense, I guess, I mean, you, okay, you lose that game, then you you turn around, you beat the Rams. Like, I, I, to me, it would have made more sense if he had said it after the Denver game, excuses or not. Probably. Maybe maybe it would have made more sense. I do think Niner fans wouldn't have liked it as much at that point. Because just if you could rewind and put yourself back in the mind of how 49er fans felt after that Denver game, oh my, it was just burn it all to the ground. Like this is <laughs> the ugliest football game I've ever watched in my life. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I I think, you know, maybe in my opinion, where this affects the Niners most, maybe isn't necessarily the fact that the injury left the Niners unprepared for Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause I think they have so much of a, of a body of work to fall back on, but I think where it probably affected the 49ers the most 
is all the time that Kyle Shanahan and, you know, his offensive coaching staff spent with developing plays and an entire playbook for Trey Lance's abilities. And suddenly that's all out of the window. You still have everything that you've done for Jimmy Garoppolo in the past. And while maybe it's a little more rusty because you've kind of put that on the back burner, at least for the time being during that offseason when you're preparing for Trey Lance, you still kind of have it in your arsenal and, and you know how to run it. And most of the players on your team who were here last year, who have been here through years in the past when Garoppolo was the quarterback, uh, they know kind of what to expect with that. I'm not so sure. And, you know, you know, Shanahan saying this and Jimmy Garoppolo admitting that there's, you know, kind of it takes some time to get it back. Sure. Maybe there's a little rust, but I think where it affects the Niners more so is that Kyle Shanahan didn't have the ability to try to uh, continue to evolve and come up with new ideas for the Jimmy Garoppolo offense during the long offseason, because instead he was doing that for the Trey Lance offense. You still have what you have had in the past but maybe you don't quite have a normal progression from one year to the next of Kyle Shanahan within the set of plays that he specifically comes up with for Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. And, and I know look, Trey Lance only had a game and not even a quarter. Uh, but if, if the recalibration period was used to create a lot of gut runs and quarterback powers, <laughs> was not uh, <laughs> it's a little concerning. Now there were, I mean, I remember Kyle Juszczyk came on 95-7 the game soon after. I think it was the week after yeah. the Trey Lance injury. The Niners yeah, he, seemed he, to, I'm pretty sure he dropped some game theory on you guys. <laughs> the, the Niners uh, seemed to throw Kyle Juszczyk out to the Wolves whenever there's a, a gigantic story like that. Uh, but he said, uh, I think if, you, you know, if, if Trey Lance was still healthy and played for a few more weeks, you were going to see kind of the development and something called off of those run plays. And you're going to see it develop and you were going to see that Kyle Shanahan was setting up something else beyond that. I guess we'll have to wait to know that for sure, but it does seem like that was the plan. But I, I mean, I'll admit, I agree with you that the play calling for uh, Trey Lance's first start and a half this year was a uh, kind of odd, I think to put it lightly. Yeah, look, there was a monsoon, and maybe he was setting up stuff in the Seattle game to be able to air it out. We will never know, unfortunately. But what we do know and what we have gathered over some time with Kyle Shanahan this year is that when he is on script, he is a very effective play caller. And when he is able to set things up throughout his first, as he has described, first 24 plays of games, uh, he produces points. Like the 49ers are one of the better teams in the first quarter. They have gotten out to a lead in all but one game this season. And I think that that is credit for Kyle Shanahan. The issue is when he is quote unquote not on script. And when he later in games, as we've seen specifically in second halves and their three points, I believe that they're averaging in the third quarter this year, um, there has not seemed to be much of an adjustment offensively. And that is an issue because when you're playing against top-tier teams, there are probably going to be times in which you are trailing, probably going to be times in which you are involved in needing to go off script later in games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
And Mark, as as you kind of compiled and put together with, uh, you know, you saw on, on 538, like there is a, a sort of um, expected point average that tends to dip when Kyle Shanahan is not on script. Yeah, so this is from an article written by Josh Hermsmeyer on 538, as you mentioned. He compiled all the numbers. Um, generally, Kyle Shanahan has, has stated in the past that he scripts somewhere around the first 24 plays of each game, um, which means going into the game, he has you know all of his play calls for the first 24 offensive plays lined up in the holster ready to go. And there will be certain circumstances in which something will change that. Uh, but generally, the first 24 plays of every game on offense, he has scripted out. Last year, the team's EPA, or expected points added, which is generally just an advanced metric to show how, how successful a certain play was. You know, a better play gives you a higher expected points added. A long play gives you that. A third down conversion gives you that more so than just a third down, uh, say, for example, let's say a three-yard gain on first down, not a very high expected points average, but a three-yard gain on a third and two, that's a higher expected points average because it just got you enough to move the chains and keep the drive alive. So it's an advanced metric that generally shows how effective a play was considering the circumstances of the game. Last year, the first 24 plays on offense for the 49ers actually had a negative expected points added, interestingly enough. But after that, the unscripted plays had a positive expected points added. Okay, what was the difference last year to this year? Some might point to Mike McDaniel. Some might point to, you know, injuries, whatever the case is. But let's look to this year. Scripted plays, by far a positive expected point uh, added for the 49ers. And then the unscripted plays, again, after the first 24 plays, of the of offense for the 49ers this year a negative expected points added and the difference is the difference in success rate overall for those plays about a nine percent difference so maybe it's not big enough for you to really get up in arms about this but it is interesting considering we're now seven games in this is also based off a full season's worth of statistics from last year and, you know, the math does tell you that the Niners and you didn't need these numbers to tell you that you can just look at, you know, kind of points per quarter, really good in the first quarter, really bad, uh, especially in the, the third quarter uh, of games this year and the second half specifically. Um, but the 49ers better early on those scripted plays than they are on the unscripted plays. What does that say about Kyle Shanahan? Does it mean he struggles to adjust? Does it mean that he has a hard time um, calling the right plays in the right moments in second halves of games. Um, I don't know. I, I think some of that is on the table. Um, maybe some of this will kind of get back to the mean as the season goes along, but it is interesting. And I think it's worth pointing out because it does back up the way a lot of 49er fans feel Kyle Shanahan and the Niners offense really good early but they fall off late. And we saw that against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, the Niners moved the ball so well in that first quarter. They were up 10-0 early. They got a, a an interception defensively as well to help them out. And then they suddenly stopped scoring points for a, a large portion of that game. And it's kind of been the story of the season. So something to keep an eye on, the success for the 49ers on scripted plays early. And then after that, after the first 24 plays of the game or so. 
Yeah, and I also know that Kyle Shanahan has not necessarily taken credit for the positive play calls just because he's, I mean, he sort of diluted it, but he broke it down into all the different things that need to go right in order for a play to be successful. But he did take onus, again, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, for when things do not go well. Mm -hmm. So at least he's, it seems like he is aware of kind of the issues at hand, um, being both the play caller as well as the play creator and the GM and everyone that's, you know, basically the person who's did, who is responsible for everything that happens on the field with his players as well as the plays. Um, I just think it's, I do expect it to regress more to the mean and in this case in a positive fashion because of what you mentioned last year. But the, the fact still does remain, even when there was an expected point added uh, in his favor for non-scripted plays last year, there, there were still times in which, look, he, you know, he, he blew some leads, wasn't great in the second half. I know it hasn't been as lopsided as this season, and this year it, it's become clear through at least the first you know seven weeks that they, they do need to play from ahead. Um, otherwise, they're going to have a very difficult time coming from behind with specifically Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. But it, it it's something that I'm going to pay, pay, be paying attention to and something that like, I, I don't know if you know the Rams, they always seem to be kind of in this get-right zone for the Niners or at least have been the past couple of years in the regular season I should say but you know Kyle Shanahan can certainly look at last year's season finale and say look we were down 17 points and came from behind and on the road in SoFi Stadium and engineered one of the the greatest you know regular season comebacks of of his tenure here um I know it's that's really the only one you can kind of point to <laughs> but it it is something that he can hang his hat on at least going into this game against the Rams is certainly a theme that that I'll be paying attention to. And um, I know they've dominated them in, in recent years, but in the regular season. But, you know, like th this is a great opportunity, I think, for Kyle Shanahan to show that he can operate off script, because if he can't do it against a team that he's clearly comfortable against, who's he going to do it against down the line? Yeah, that's a good question. And again, these numbers from uh, Josh Hermsmeyer on 538. Interestingly enough, you look back to 2019, the Niners, the year the Niners went to the Super Bowl and were kind of from start to finish the best team, at least in the NFC all season long. Uh, they had a negative EPA, again, expected points added in the scripted plays and a positive in the unscripted plays. So it kind of mirrored the, the numbers from last year for the 49ers mm -hmm. more so than this year. So I don't, I'm not exactly sure what that means and if it's better to have uh you know the positive epa in the unscripted plays because that's a longer portion of the game because it's generally the the do or die portions of games in fourth quarters where you're making adjustments or if it's better to get out to a lead potentially early and, and then try to hang on i'm not sure exactly what's best but it is interesting that the two years the team went to the nfc title game and beyond uh they struggled early on those scripted plays uh, but got better as the game went along and that's not the case so far this year well, that's probably what you need to be a successful football team. You got to be able to operate when things are not uh, aligned. 